0: When you Angie that, download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A N G I.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch.
2: Alright.
3: Five, four, three, two, one. Hey you crazy cats and kittens. I'm oh, Tim Chantherongsu.
2: No. <laughs> and I'm David, so I'm not associated with that lady at all. <laughs> she definitely killed everybody.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sure the fuck did. Um what's up, y'all? Free Joe Exotic. Um, I already said that. Dudes Behind the Foods is the name of the podcast. Um i was gonna bring us donuts today and now i'm hungry i'm so hungry and i'm so sorry Mm -hmm. this this you know i get a lot of as i'm sure you do too i get a lot of people emailing me like yo can you come try this spot like blah blah blah. we'll hook you up this and that and there happened to be a spot that was on the way um in culver city and i guess they're doing like a pop-up right and i was like oh lit let me let me pop in and i was already running a little late so I fucking literally parked in like, <laughs> at like a, in, in, red, uh, oh my in <laughs> a red in a and I was like, I'm gonna just pop in, grab my box of donuts and get the fuck out. I'm looking around. I'm like, all right, all right, where's this Where's this place? Where's this place? It's got holy grail. I'm like, all right, where's where this place? I'm looking, I'm looking. I asked the girl. I'm like, hey, do you know where holy grail donuts is? And she was like, oh, that sounds like a, is that a pop-up? I was like, Yeah. She's like, usually they're on that side. I'm like, all right, cool. Walk around to that side. I'm like, oh shit, I'm checking on my car. My car's not towed yet. I'm looking, I'm looking. Could not find that shit. So I just hopped in my car and came here. And I'm I'm
2: sorry, David. What would have happened if the lady was like, have you heard of Holy Grail? And they're like, they've never existed. <laughs> and then you get jumped. You always go into situations where you could die. Or,
3: or I'm like, do you know Steve from Holy Grail? And she's like, oh, yeah, he died 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, I could have sworn. And I turn around, Hel- Hello? <laughs> hello? Hello. A little little tumbleweed
2: goes by. Oh no! Dude, y'all got. So I rarely buy donuts. Uh-huh. Right? The only time I used to eat donuts was I'm, I'm pretty sure Is this like a church thing Where they just always bring donuts to church all the time? Not my church So, well, Korean churches They they would always get those Cambodian donuts, right? Because they're super cheap in the morning Oh, the, the fluffy, uh, the, like the long ones Yeah, so it would be like the long the long ones It would just be the pink box donuts Okay Those are like the Cambodian donut shop ones But Oh, the Cambodian, like Oh, like the, the mom and pop donut yeah. shops Oh, okay, okay, okay Every Sunday at church they would get them And you have to get there early Before everybody grabs the fucking good ones, mm-hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and they would only bring like two uh, chocolate eclairs the ones that stuffed with the cream (laughs) Mm. and I would run with my fat little ass (laughs) and I would just stiff arm all the old ladies (laughs) just get the fuck out of my way and I would grab the fucking eclair and I would be so happy if my parents showed up late to church I'd be pissed because I couldn't get them you know what I just realized (laughs) you are Asian George Costanza don't say that
3: (laughs) Don't say that, dude. George Costanza's the worst. But he's also just like pissed all the time. Um, he, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> um, it's funny that you bring up Cambodian spots because I literally just stopped at Phnom Penh in Long Beach the other day. Oh, dude, your parents have ruined that spot for me. <laughs> And that place is delicious. <laughs> I love it. Um, I literally crave their like rice porridge that they make with like the little like uh, all the pork blood and bits they throw in there. The but liver. oh, it's
2: so bomb. Why well, don't I don't understand why I like that shit so much? Like I it, like if somebody would to explain to me what it tasted like, I'd be like, it tastes like iron and. I don't know. I like it, though. I
3: love it, man. That shit, like, I, I, it's, it's comforting for me. You know what I'm saying? And so, my, my, yeah, my mom, you know, as I've said before, how my mom is very picky with her food, right? And so after me and David, Ugh. we gushed about Phnom Penh when on when they were on that episode of Send Foods. That's actually the Newport Beach episode where we did the etiquette manners, the etiquette one lessons.
2: One of the funniest fucking
3: episodes ever. My, one of my... Fa- I go back and I watch that episode just for the etiquette <laughs> lessons part, dog, and I fucking die. <laughs> um, but in that episode, we... Pop Popped in Long Beach went to Phnom Penh uh a little Cambodian noodle shack soup spot you know and um and you know me and David in the episode we're like fucking jizzing over this shit so good and so my mom and dad went and my mom was like what why did you like it she had her mm face on and I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, I'm like, y'all must have went on a wrong day
2: because that shit was fire. Yeah, I don't understand what they didn't like about it. It's it's really good porridge, especially with the fried donut. Yeah. Dude, it's so fucking good. You know what I wanna do, your mom just to prank her? I want to eat her food and just give her the same face back. <laughs> <laughs> just. I I think I think low key, you know,
3: when my mom just sees me like other other Asian food spots, she's like, hmm, Oh, well. Hm. Mm. Mm. Huh.
2: Mm. Well, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Did they make this also push your big head out of my pussy? Huh?
0: <laughs> she just says that shit.
2: <laughs> no, but Phnom Penh's really fucking good. I actually only started having uh, Cambodian food maybe like three or four years ago. Not that long. Mm. And then it's interesting because I didn't know that uh, Vietnamese people and Cambodian people have this thing where they're like, oh, our food is better than Vietnamese food. Really? Because cause it's their... Borderline countries, right? They're, yeah. very, they're very similar, right? Right. So right. they have like their version of like porridge, their version of like pho. Mm-hmm. It, it's not called pho, but it's very similar, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I remember when I was talking to one of my uh, Vietnamese homies, and I was like, "Oh, like Cambodian food is like pretty good." And she's like, "Like your mom? Hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh! But Vietnamese food is better.
3: Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know. It's uh you know, I'm surprised. I I, I also haven't really had a whole lot of Cambodian food in my life, and my family lived in Long Beach till I was like 10 in a very like Cambodian heavy area you know and so yeah I don't know I just I just think we never did and for some reason when we moved to Paramount there's so many Thai people I don't know why there was so many Thai people in Paramount it's like like when you go down Alondra there's literally like so my parents had Thai Smile right and then literally right here like Less than a block over, there was uh, Treasure Pot, which is another Thai restaurant, um, which was like our main competition, and even got more of our competition because one of our ex waitresses took over Treasure Pot and like, like basically started running Treasure Pot. And then, so let's see, there's Treasure Pot, Thai Smile, My Family Spot. There's Thai Orchid, which is a few more blocks down. There's uh, that's really close competition. There's literally like five Thai, five or six Thai restaurants up and down Alondra, and. Um, but I also feel like, you know, the combination, like, because Paramount is, like, 80% Mexican population, right? Yes. And I think the combination of flavors that Thai people do is re- really similar to, like, Mexican flavors where you have Lime. the spicy and the sour, right? Where it's, like, um like Mexican families would always come in and order a big pot of fucking tom yam because it's, like... Spicy and it's sour. just, Can we just like, call it
2: pozole. <laughs> like, yeah, <right? laughs> Can we get yeah. some pozole, please? Oh, like, <laughs> did you
3: see that video, uh, that little reel or TikTok online? There was like a Mexican family went to a Korean
2: a, a barbecue spot, but they brought tortillas. That's hella funny. And <laughs> I'm like, bro, that's such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> They're just making fucking tacos, <laughs> just... which is essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what's so funny, too? Like, with um, this LA Mexican people know this shit, dude, in K Town. For some fucking reason, and the only reason why I could co sign that shit is that there's a, a, a Thai restaurant that's like a chain, it's called Thai barbecue. Yeah. Mexican people are there all the time. On the weekends, the one in K-Town, line out the fucking door. Have you ever had Thai barbecue chicken? Like the skewers? No, 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 not the skewers. Like they have like an
3: actual like barbecue chicken, like El Pollo Loco situation. That no. Thai, thai barbecue chicken, the marinade is different. Um, and it's a specific flavor. And it comes with a little side of like their sweet and sour sauce and uh,
2: and they serve it with, you know, some sticky rice. Fire. My parents love Thai food, dude. It doesn't even matter how bad the Thai food is. Like they just love it (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I think it's just the the, the flavor shit that gets them. And it's like so when I go to uh, Sacramento, I always take them to this one Thai spot, which it's okay; Mm -hmm. It's, It's not that great. Right, But it's like our spot Around in our neighborhood Mm -hmm. But my mom fucking loves that place And Mm -hmm. I think it's just because She only wants to eat foods That she can't make She she, she doesn't know how to make it Or what the flavors are She just knows that She's like
3: Whoa (laughs) What (laughs) what is this I had a homie in high school Who was adamant About never eating Subway Because he's like I can make this shit At home It's like what the fuck Are you paying Five dollars For ham, cheese, bread And vegetables (laughs) (laughs) Because It's cheap. It's five dollars. Yeah. And I don't have oil and vinegar, salt and pepper, Chris. Yeah. Chris <laughs> Junel. <laughs> my boy. How are you, man? Um and also I was gonna say, you know, speaking of Thai food, right? Uh and, and just different like how Thai food's always kinda good as long as you get like the base flavors, right? Not if you ask my mom, but like I also I'm really picky with my Thai food now, of course. Um, but there's a Thai spot in Culver City, and I remember Looking at the menu, and I I'm like I'm like I don't see a whole lot of like Thai dishes, right? And I'm like, and me and Chia were really in the mood for grapau, uh, right? Which is the, the shit I always order, like the ground beef. Oh, the
2: spicy ground beef. Yeah, thing? yeah,
3: yeah. So, uh, they'll call it, you know, uh, basil beef. Or, yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. On yeah, the yeah. menu, right? And I'm looking, I'm like, where is the krabao? And I'm asking, like, you don't have krabao? And if you don't, if you want to pronounce it like correctly, Thai correctly, it's grapau. Damn, that's too much work. You just gotta roll. The, there's a see, it's like if you say straight up it's kapow almost when you say kap," mm-hmm. um kap" is is correct uh if y'all don't know that's the thai like uh proper greeting kap," and girls say ka." but the correct pronunciation is with a little rolled r in there oh for real yeah wait so there's a girl and a guy version so yes I- so thai language um if you want to be polite right you kind of punctuate every sentence. Like, if you're speaking to an elder, you punctuate every sentence with a krap or a ka. Kap or ka. So it's like, you don't just say, um, like, the actual greeting is just swadi, But the polite way is swadi krap, swadi ka. And, and crap is guys.
2: <laughs> oh, yes, crap is guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had no fucking idea. Yeah, so you'll say, like, oh, like, okay, let's say, you I've been say- ca- saying it like a fucking girl this whole time and nobody's
3: been telling me. Oh, you say swadika? Yeah. Oh, that's a girl way, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> like, if you want to say, like, if you want to say sorry, katoad, uh, which is basically, literally means, like, asking for forgiveness. Kato is sorry. But if you're speaking, if you're actually saying sorry to someone, or especially, like, an elder, it's katoad kap or katoad ka.
2: Asian languages are so complicated, <laughs> man. They have too many honorifics. They have too many, like... Like oh so this is what you say to your aunt on your father's side, (laughs) and this is what you say to your aunt on your mother's side. Yeah, but you have to ask what their age is. How old are they? Yes,
3: it's like same shit. Fuck man. So oh this is so interesting because I didn't know y'all did the same shit. Yeah, so
2: our aunt. Depending on whose side, right? So if it's my aunt on my dad's side, she's my komo. Mm. If it's my aunt on my mom's side, she's my emo, oh. right? The the younger one is komo, which is smaller smaller aunt. Older one is Gomo, right, which is older aunt. <laughs> you know oh what my mean?
3: god! Mm-hmm. I uh, so Thai people don't get that that complex. It, there is a um, if it's a so it doesn't go with. In terms of aunts and uncles, it doesn't go with whose side, uh, but it does go older or younger, right? So, my uncle that is older than my mom would be lung, okay? That's older uncle. But younger than my mom would be na. So, that's the younger uncle is na, older uncle is lung. Damn, Yeah.
2: Oh, this is so complicated. This is why people don't want to learn other people's languages.
3: Seriously, it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) You want to know something funny? So, um, so, um, Veda calls, well, she doesn't call him anything yet, but what, what we have Veda calling my parents, um, we call my mom Yaya and we call my dad, (laughs) well, I'll I'll tell you this. We call my mom Yaya because grandma in Thai, grandma on my side is Kunya. So that's why we call
2: my mom. That sounds cool.
3: Kunya. Yeah. That's why we call my mom Yaya. Okay, um, which I, th- I, th- I heard like Greeks also call their grandma Yaya. Um, but anyways, but if we follow that same train of thought with my dad, <laughs> um, Grandpa in Thai on my side is Kunpu. So we call my dad <laughs> Pupu. <laughs>
2: Your <laughs> Dad fucking hates it. Which, <laughs> like, which evolved I into hate it.
3: <laughs> he's like, oh, so I'm, I'm the shit, man. <laughs> yeah. So we 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 evolved that into uh, poopy. So now
2: like it's yaya and poopy is what we call. My grandma, that's hella my cute opinions. though. Isn't that adorable? That's fucking cute. Just wait until she starts calling your dad fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be great. <clears throat> poopy, poopy. Aw, oh, that's adorable. <gasps> Dude, his his little fucking kid I is know. just walking around now in her little in a little walker. <sighs> And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life, especially because she kind of has your dad's face. So she just looks like an old person. Just, what's going on over there? Hi, huh, yeah. you little kitties. Because
3: she does this little, like, especially when she's excited. She does this like, Harrr. Yeah. Harrr. <laughs> So now she has her, like, little walker. She is so excited. She's like, yes! And her hair is always, like, disheveled it's and on so her face. fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, my mo- yeah, yeah, Chia calls her hair, um... She's like, with your little Chris Jenner hair, because it looks like one of those old lady oh, my God. like haircuts.
2: <laughs> oh, children. You're a fucking dad, dude. I still can't believe you're a dad. Yeah, it's wild, because, you know. I'll see this fool just, like, when we meet up, he's, like, with Veda. He looks like a delinquent teen dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, look at this fucking 16-year-old father. You fucking just coming in everybody, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, especially since, like, you know, I guess
3: I don't dress like a quote-unquote parent should dress. And I've been, you know, kids will say in my comments, like I used to get in my comments all the time, like, Tim, you still dress like you're in high school. I'm like, first of all, buddy boy, I rap and I make YouTube videos for a living. I can
2: dress like this until I'm 90. Yeah, but people who usually write those comments are probably the worst dressed human beings on fucking earth. They're like fucking... 18 and a half year olds who like
3: went to the gap on a spree and think they're so fucking grown yeah you fucking pieces of
2: shit what's up dude what are you showing at the gap you little idiot i know just because kanye started doing shit with them what's up dummy i actually like the gap i love the gap
3: (laughs) yeah um and and so it's annoying right because i'm like i look at how i guess quote unquote people should be dressing my age i'm like Y'all look dumb. I don't wear that shit. Like, you are, you you you're on a on your off day, you have your shirt buttoned all the way up? What is Are you serious? You look like a fucking idiot. You fucking nerd!
2: Dude, have you ever met with some I mean, listen, if you are uh from my high school and you are listening to this, uh some of you just look like you want to die. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, what happened? Like, there's certain friends. Who have I won't even say friends? These are just people I know that I've seen in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. That after they hit, like, move past high school or move past college, they feel like they have to be a certain age, yeah. So they just age, and they physically, yeah. look like how they behave, dude. It's like, like they'll. <laughs> so I was forced to go to my high school reunion because, because <laughs> one of my friends was like, "Let's just go." Mm. I did not want to go to my high school reunion, right? Like high school was just something that's just distant memory. Yeah. And so, you know, a couple years back, they're like, okay, well, let's go to your high school. Let's just go. Yeah. So I go there, and you see certain people, and they say things they're like, "Dude, you look exactly like how you did in high school." Mm-hmm. I couldn't say the same thing back. Right. I'm like, "Bro, you look like shit. <laughs> you look like you were rolling in trash for the last like ten years. What happened to you, man?" I think
3: something happens. I mean, something about the entertainment industry has kept us youthful for sure. Because we Cause have to. We have to. We're we're more aware of how we look, right? We kind of have to be. Um, And yeah, of course, a part of me is like, Yeah, I want to be healthy for my child and you know, so my wife is attracted to me. But at the end of the day, I just want to look good on camera. That's literally (laughs) it. I don't care about my cholesterol, I don't care about my blood pressure, I or how my wife feels. I just want to look good on camera.
2: (laughs) Hey Tim, I have an opinion about how you look. I don't fucking care. No, but you know what's crazy? Like I was
3: with my boy Super Ego at his house uh, the other day, Eric Ochoa. Um, if y'all follow me, then you know I've been friends with this man since high school. and uh, Crazy. And he has twin boys of his own who are fucking so adorable. And we're, we're kicking it. I'm like, man, life is wild. This is crazy. But also, man, have you seen the people we went to high school with? <laughs>
2: Because, wow, they look terrible They look like a fucking chocolate bar that <laughs> melted in the sun They just look so much
3: older And so much just not good it's, <laughs> just
2: the, it's just the weirdest thing when I see them It's like, oh my god, dude Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be this way You never dressed like this in high school like- Oh, no, no, or They did dress like that in high school, and they're still
3: dressing that way. You
2: talking
3: about, bruh? Me and Rick look at some of the homies that we used to kick with, and we're like, "Do y'all not own TVs? Did you just throw all social media away as soon as you graduated?" Talk.
2: This is crazy, too. I know what you're talking about. These fools still wear the birthday Fresh's Gribouchis and shit. It's like, Bruh. Bro, what's going on? And they're not wearing it like, oh, this is some retro shit. Dogs, so I had a friend, too, <laughs> before we go on break. This fool, I roasted this guy so fucking hard because he tried to roast me on my pants. He was mm-hmm. like, bro, what's up with them gay ass tight pants? I was like, did you just say gay? <laughs> and did you just say tight pants? <laughs> and I'm like, dog. Did you go to prison when we were 18 and then you just <laughs> never upgraded your wardrobe? What are you talking Did about? Did you crash your plane into an iceberg? <laughs> <no>? <laughs> Did you just get defrosted? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking Did you have a club when you came out of your fucking... <laughs> it's
3: crazy, man. I mean, thank God. <laughs> the, the, the social media has kept us looking good and current. And we're going to talk about more after this break. <laughs>
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A N G
1: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day. That's Shopify.com slash special offer.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man.
3: Oh my god, I'm crying. Alright, we're back. We're back. Oh, okay. man. back. Um it's, it's so it's so
2: funny. It's just the weirdest thing too, like sometimes when you go when you go back home and like I understand just because you know, certain people are just kinda stuck in their ways. Yeah. But when somebody said my pants were gay, yeah. I was like, Damn, bro, you fucking dated. Like I know we sometimes use that jokes here and there because we're making fun of our former selves. Right. But this motherfucker used that as an actual insult. <laughs> and I'm like, what are yeah. you talking about, dude? Even like it's so funny, dog, because even um
3: I've seen footage of uh, of Battle Rappers Right Who you know Back then it was like You let it You say anything You know what I'm saying yeah. And Battle Rappers Who have been in the game For so long now I've seen them watch Their old battles And be like Ah yikes They cringe At yeah. like the use of uh, You know Derogatory it Rhymes gay. with maggots Yeah yeah that And they're like Ah you know what I just I can't even watch that anymore You know what I'm saying <laughs> It's so funny That you bring up Gay to be, and And as we're talking about Style because I remember specifically One time Paramount High We're in the locker room One guy put on a a Gap. He had a Gap hoodie, and this like shorter, cholo, stocky dude. He came in. It was a good dude. His name was I think his name was Luis. Came in, starts cracking up. He's poisoned. His sweater starts cracking up. And was like, what's so funny? He's like, gay ass people, gay ass people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that shit was so. I remember I was just standing outside of my house once. And this is during the time when, like, you know, Kanye West came out, right? And he kind of popularized the the preppy look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, hood people were starting to wear preppy shit. Mm-hmm. But not everybody was on that shit, especially if you live in, like, the area that I live in. Yeah. So, like, I was wearing, like, a pink polo, like mm-hmm. a pink Ralph Lauren polo. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there talking on my phone outside to a homie. And this guy, just in his car, shit you not, rolls down his window. And the word, at the time, it rhymes with maggots. yeah. yeah. he goes, real men wear pink maggot oh my god and he goes, ah, ha, ha, and he just drives off so i went in, I was back into the house and i changed my shirt <laughs> <laughs> i just i felt so bad i was like oh it's i was like this is too early and I, and I i took off the polo shirt i put it back in the house and i wore my long white tee <laughs>
3: hilarious
2: but also there was a
3: time when we were in high school where um cameron and dipset made baby pink T shirts, oh, like right a look. Like everyone like there was a, a good I wanna say a couple months where everybody had was wearing baby pink. I bought a fucking baby pink and Y cap from Foot Locker.
2: It was it was a look. Baby pink and then uh baby blue. Yeah. Nelly. Yeah, He man. made baby blue super popular. I still remember this shit where I had the fucking, this long fucking, uh, what's it called? Echo baby blue tee. Yeah. I had my fucking South Pole jeans mm-hmm. and then my white Air Force ones Yes, dog. I had a whole baby blue
3: sweatsuit, Sean John. Oh, I know.
2: <laughs> I saw that fucking photo. This one looks like he pimped out women on the side. Dog, <laughs> no, you went you balls to the wall. Your outfits were fucking... For the time, clean as fuck.
3: Yes, Uh, at the time, extremely clean as fuck. I used to go in, but here's also like, you know, I didn't want my parents buying that shit for me, right? So I would expensive. I would buy it in sections. You know what I'm saying? So like, I would sell my candy, bootleg my CDs, maybe have like sixty, seventy dollars to buy some fresh Air Forces, and then I'd be like, okay, this fucking. I'd see like there was like a vocal velour suit that it was at a spot called Hip Hop Connections right across the street from our school, Hmm. and. I like and that shit was maybe like mm, I don't know 150 bucks I can't afford this shit and I waited all year until it was on the sale rack my size cause I'm little and um and it finally was there but of course it's little little for me is like I'm, I'm still buying like a XL you know what I'm saying and so I finally bought that shit and then I and then I used to customize my Air Forces, painted them to match the outfits and the jerseys. Oh
2: my God. And I used Tim. to paint people's Air Forces for them for like 15 bucks. This man literally was every single black kid in my high school. <laughs> that shit is crazy, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I remember two. Okay, yeah, I'm making fun of him, but I had like two white Air Forces and I couldn't get, uh, they didn't have the black ones out yet. Mm. This is before the, <laughs> so it was the white Air Forces first came out and then later on they came out with the black ones. But guess what I did? I bought two white ones and I painted the other ones black. Wow! Mm-hmm. I was ahead of my time And they're like What'd you get them black ones I, like, I painted that shit with custom Wow <laughs> That shit was tight as fuck man <laughs> That's crazy It was Like you know I mean I guess I'm still kind of like a sneakerhead Because I still love sneakers right yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just like how I value them <laughs> Is very different now mm-hmm. And I also think it's just because Like now that we make money I'm not, like, treading so lightly with them. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, too, because, like, I'll, I'll see some of these, like, YouTubers. Now they're, like, sneakerhead YouTubers, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll just be like, yo, man, you threw away the box with your sneakers? I was like, that's <laughs> poor people talk. Be quiet. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right? I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking? It's like, you could resell them. I'm not going to – I'm going to wear these because it looks good with the fit. Yes. I'm going to wear these. Bro, remember – did I talk about having to
3: apologize to AJ Raphael in here yet? No. Okay, so – when we filmed- Or if you did, I don't remember. So. Yeah, me neither. When we filmed our um, <laughs> first When Foodie Calls at Disneyland, I wore my old Zebra Yeezys. Because um, they're so comfortable. Like, the most comfortable shoes Yeezys are I have. fucking
2: ridiculously comfortable. And
3: so, and I remember I had run into AJ Raphael one time as he was leaving California Adventures. And I was like, bro, you wore your Yeezys to Disneyland? What are you doing, man? He's like, I know, I know, but they're comfortable. And I was like, oh, man, I can't. Oh, man, I was disappointed in him, you know. And then when I wore my Yeezys. This fool wears his Yeezys all the time. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, uh, these are like my, my zebras specifically. I wore them everywhere. And so I texted him. I was like, hey, dog, I owe you an apology. I wore my Yeezys to Disneyland, and I know I reprimanded you in the
2: past. I'm sorry. Speaking of, this guy actually owns the original Turtle Doves. I do, and he trashed them. But the cool thing about them, they could clean up really easy. No, no, no they're in good shape still.
3: Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're a little stinky now because <laughs> I wore them so much. But they're in good shape. Um, and also, I'll tell you what. For the part two that we did at Disneyland, where um, you know we we filmed just a couple weeks ago, that'll come out uh, probably next month. Um, I took it up next level. I wore some Yeezys that I barely wear. The brand Yeezys. They're brand new And I was like, do I want to wear some like crispy Yeezy's to Disneyland? And then I was like, same shit. I'm like, fuck it, I got money. <laughs> like, why not?
2: Just wear this shit. Who gives a fuck, bro? <laughs> no, this is a fucking, this is Tim 2.0, dude. <laughs> the hell? This
3: especially, is a- <laughs> especially like as a dad now, right? Priorities are completely different. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have a child. Like, this is where my my, my money's going to my child now. I'm like, mm-hmm. honestly, what's the point of all these shoes that are just collecting dust in my closet? Just wear
2: them. Yeah, fuck it, man. Though I don't understand, too, when I see when, when people are at Disneyland and I see them wear Jordan 1s. I'm like, that is one of the most stiff, uncomfortable shoes that you could ever wear. Right. Listen, I don't have flat feet. I have a nice arch. I have a normal size foot. Mm-hmm. Everything's normal. And I wear those Jordan 1s. I will not wear them. To fucking Disneyland. Really? I won't wear them if I have to walk along. They look fucking dope. Yeah. But if you have to walk for seven hours, that is the last shoe you ever want to wear. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe Michael Jordan played in those. He played basketball in those shoes. His arch is probably crazy. Insane. <laughs> I'm a very flat-footed
3: person, so I need some comfort. Can I tell you a funny Foot Locker story? Yes. So when you work at Foot Locker, um, you know, as any other business... There are certain things they like to emphasize that you upsell, all right? And um, because, you know, they make the most money off those things. Um, And those things would be shoe cleaner, socks, and insoles, okay? Oh, is that why you motherfuckers keep trying to upsell us? Yes, always. It's always like, they will always try to sell you some insoles, I don't know if they still do that now, but when I was working there, that was the main thing. See. Let's see who can sell as the most insoles today, right? So it became a whole thing, right? And 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 actually, they're they're helpful, especially if you're flat-footed, especially mm-hmm. in certain shoes. Like we we everybody knew if someone was buying some Chucks, it's like, oh yes, I'm about to sell some insoles because they're, they're flat; they have no cushion down there, right? So also basketball shoes originally, which is crazy. That were that were just flat. Chuck Taylor, he was a basketball. Oh player. right, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, people were hyped one time because there was a little kid who was buying some chucks and insoles they don't come in little kid sizes but i was like you know what you know you know it would benefit him to maybe put some some insoles in there it's good for your you know your arch and whatever whatever and so we ended up cutting the insoles in half so they fit into his shoes and he's like yeah they feel way better and, and i sold this little kid some insoles and everyone was like oh shit tim good job wow you really you know um like made it happen today with these little kid and in the insoles right until one day this dude Took it next level, bro. The whole store was in awe, okay? All the employees were like, what the fuck? How do he do bro, this? Bro, this is actually kind of like a funny sitcom show. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this dude, people were shocked. <laughs> I'll tell you why. <laughs> this man sold insoles to a guy in a wheelchair.
2: Hold on. Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? I have no idea. How the f- I have no clue what he He's said. He's like a Foot Locker legend that everybody talks about for years and years. He's like, have you heard about the legendary man who sold insoles to a
3: man in a wheelchair? <laughs> and it wasn't a fucking, my leg is broken for a month wheelchair. This dude was- uh, a paraplegic. Uh, yeah, per- permanent wheelchair rider, all right? And he fucking had the shoes- and they fucking put the insoles in the shoes, and he bought them.
2: I'll tell you this. That guy's going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's going to hell. That's like selling glasses to a blind man.
3: Everyone was like,
2: how? But we did it. He was like, hey, man, let me tell you something. Insoles get pussy. <laughs> and he goes, put them on me now. <laughs> he was like, look, bro.
3: Oh, I'll tell you something else. Speaking of pussy and, and wheelchairs. Oh, I've never told this story. <clears throat> it's so interesting. Um, I knew a girl who dated a guy in a wheelchair, right? And um, this dude had, he got shot at a party, like Ooh. caught a stray bullet. Um, Wasn't even for him, paralyzed him from the waist down, right? And I asked him, like, how do y'all, like when y'all have sex, how does that work? Because he doesn't feel anything. And so when he's mentally turned on, he will get erect. Even though he may not feel it, him being mentally turned on, stimuli, like his penis will get hard, and she's like, and I can just ride it, and he like never comes because he he doesn't feel it. <gasps>
2: what the fuck? Yeah, I do not know if that's how it works. Maybe it's just for him. Maybe it's. I mean, I'm sure. <clears throat> I'm sure it's all different for a lot of different people. She has a real, like, whenever dildo. Yeah. What the fuck? Isn't that crazy? <gasps> she, she she like hit the jackpot. She goes, I don't even like him. <laughs> She's yeah. Like, yeah, I just get to have sex whenever I want. But that perma dick, man, that permarection. P- <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, the guy who sold the fucking wheelchair guy insoles is literally going to hell. <laughs> like, that guy is going to fucking hell. What did he say? Nobody knows. I, you know, I, this was so long ago. He I just was... disappeared like the donut
3: man. <laughs> 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 just gone. <laughs> I'm like, what happened to that guy that sold the insoles to the guy in the wheelchair? <laughs> what, happened to, what happened? to? What happened to Mario? And they're like, oh, Mario?
2: He died <laughs> 10 years he,
3: ago. He, he bit a
2: donut and died. He <laughs> joked on a donut <laughs> 10 years ago. you mean Mario, the guy who owns the donut shop <laughs> in Culver City? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, that was... Uh, how many odd jobs did you work? I only worked, like, one part-time job because I used to always work for my parents. So, like, how many... Where did you work at?
3: If we don't count um, working at my parents' restaurant... Um, because I got to a point, I was working at my parents' restaurant in high school, and um, but I felt like if the purpose of me working is to help them financially, Gotta right, get money from somewhere else, yeah, then I, I then I was like, it doesn't make sense for them to be paying me. You know what I'm saying? And so I enrolled at the ROP program, um, at Paramount High, which is like, uh, it was like all about first they teach you how to do job interviews how to that's dope yeah shit like that and then they will basically um you work for free for uh or you work for credits for like your your whatever credits um at like a job when they're like on their um busy season like during the holidays or whatever and then that job decides if they want to keep you or not you know what i'm saying so at the end of the rop i worked at footlocker and um they had me just in the back stock boy for the semester or whatever and then um then they hired me as a stock boy. And then after you're a stock boy for a bit, they move you on to sales. You're in the back guarding the hats. And then they move you to either the women and kids wall or the men's wall. All right? And uh, and I remember specifically before I tell you about my other job, um, you know, one thing about this job, like or this class, like I said, they'll tell you how to properly job interview. You know what I'm saying? And I remember specifically when I went to go interview at California Pizza Kitchen. I don't know if I ever told you this story, but. I uh CBK yeah so this is okay so I had quit Foot Locker um after being there for maybe like a year and a half or, or so at the Lakewood mall because I was honestly like I'm gonna work on a, a mixtape you know what I'm saying and then I, I took a break to do some rapping and then I was broke I was uh I was going to Cal State Long Beach I was a freshman and I was like fuck I need money and then um CBK was hiring <clears throat> at the Lakewood mall it was a brand new one so I picked up an application and I filled it out and I, I handed it to somebody. It's an older white dude. And, and this is like, I was like literally at the mall and I just saw, oh, now hiring. Let me turn in this application, right? Give my application. I'm wearing a puffy LRG jacket with fur on the hood. I'm wearing nice. I'm wearing Timberland boots, okay? I walk up. I'm like, here you go. And the guy's like, okay, you want to interview? And I was like, uh, right now? He's like, yeah, might as well and i was like sir i'm wearing fur <laughs> <laughs> and he's like i don't care he's like that's fine i'm like sure let's interview so i fucking <laughs> sat down in my tims and my puffy lrg jacket with the fur <clears throat> and um fucking lrg that shit used to be the shit oh i loved it for so long yeah. and you know and one of my um, one of the main things they teach you in this rop class is that always make that place feel special you know what i'm saying like you gotta make them feel like you want to work there for a very, like specific reasons. So even though I had never even really eaten at CPK, like I don't remember eating at CPK before that, he was like, "Hey, so why, why do you want to work at CPK?" And I was saying, shit like, oh, you know what? Like, you know, first of all, I love the food, and what one thing I love about you guys is like the way the service here is always so great. It makes me feel like I'm a part of the family, or whatever the fuck I was saying, right?" That's very fucking good. Tim. It's that's important. Let me tell you, for any of you youngins that haven't done job interviews. Shit like that. You work in. Yeah, that's really good. And you work in how your personality trait can help whatever the fuck you just bullshitted them about. So I would be like, you know what? I love that, you know, your service. You guys really go above and beyond, and you guys are always so kind. For me, I'm a very personal person. I'm a very talkative person, so that's why I think I would be good with this company. I think you know, it's not just about handing out food. I feel like you know, I, I like to
2: really, shit like that. I think I would have fucked that up though. <laughs> I think I, I, think I would have lied too much. I was like, well, first of all, as a Italian Korean. <laughs> the way you do the pizza I like a pizza, is a, like it a pizza. <laughs> it's the pasta you guys are making al dente. i like yo what the fuck is wrong with this guy it's like Tim told me that I have to be personable and say the things that you like <laughs> so
3: speaking of the pizza so then he gets to this question he's like okay let's let's do this what's your least favorite food and I'm like, oh, I don't know, I'm not too picky. Like, I'm, I love all types of food. And he's like, just give me, give me something that you don't like. I'm like, ah, I guess, like, I'm not a huge fan of bell peppers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, here, I'm a customer. Tell me about your new bell pepper pizza at CPK. And I went, okay, um, well, it's not my fave. And he went, and I was like, wait, 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 run it back, run it back, do it over, do it over. And he's like, okay, tell me about your new bell pepper pizza at CBK. And I said, this is my favorite pizza. And he went. There you go. Wow. <laughs> he wrote something down. I was like, ah, I learned you have to lie a little bit to succeed in life. Wow. <laughs> and that is your lesson, and we're going to take a little break.
1: <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
3: Hey, y'all, it's Tim.
2: And David. And if you want to listen to Dudes Behind the Foods without ads, now you can. Just go to dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free.
3: You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting
2: our show too. That's dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com.
1: Thanks.
3: Um, okay, and and so those would be my two jobs: Foot Locker, California
2: Pizza Kitchen, and that's it. Did you? What was your? What was the technique that you would use to like? Because I know, like in server server, because I never got to work food besides that fish and chip place, so yeah. I never understood like different tactics that people would use to get tips, right? Because I know for a fact, girls always make more tips, right? For sure. Just because I, as the person who gives tips. If 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 a girl just came up to him was like, oh, what would you like? I like your shoes. I'm like, well, you're, you're getting a hundred dollars. Yeah, you like, know, just you want to fuck me? I'm gonna tip you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I saw so one of because I only say this because one of my friends back in the day told me that she, what she would do specifically is that she would touch guys on their shoulders, and so any time that she touched a dude, you know, pending if their girl is around or whatever, yeah. right, they she would be like, oh, what would you like? And then she would just touch them on the shoulder or somewhere that seemed a little more personable. Mm-hmm. She would always get like a shit ton more tips. So I would
3: do something similar, not shoulder touches because, you know, that's weird for a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would always make the point towards the end of my server life because I wasn't always good. Like I was I fucked up a lot, but I would do a lot of um, I would touch the table really lightly. I would like like let's say this is a table and I'd be talking to you instead of just like with my little like paper and pen and shit. I'd be like, OK, so um, let me know. blah blah, blah. Like it's, it's a lot of emphasis. Like a lot of people will tell you. Um, well, I mean, I guess everyone has their own strategies. But I would always, like, get down if I could, you know, like, so,
2: like, where you kind of, uh, like,
3: kneel down here.
2: Oh, that's very Japanese. Oh, is it? So, Japanese people, <laughs> when they when they serve, e- even when you go to Japan or you'll see a lot of, like, Kore- also Korean people, too, mm-hmm. they they put themselves below the customer as mm-hmm. a sign of, like, respect. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know that. And I found out because um, Mariel told me this because she used to manage a Japanese restaurant. mm so they'll do that in the service point so if you go to Japan if you go to Korean restaurants too um, if they're like super Korean like you'll never see them stand above you and take your order they'll kneel down at the table below you and they'll look up which is so interesting because it mm. reminds me of a blowjob <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, oh yum oh <laughs> yum <laughs> welcome to blowjobs <laughs> but it's it's like one of those like there's like these little weird tactics things that people always and it works people think it doesn't work but it does because it always works on me yeah. all the time
3: it's just little stuff you know it's like
2: and I feel like, you know, it's tricky because
3: people will kind of decide immediately what if, if they fuck with you or not when you're at the table. You know, I can always kind of tell when they're like, oh, God, this guy again. And in the beginning, I for sure – because CBK, you know, their initial training was – I think it's different than the way it is now. It was a very specific, like, make sure you check in every, like, I don't know, however many minutes. It's like check in after the appetizer, get the appetizer order, like order of things. And I think sometimes people would be, like, in the middle of their shit and they'd be like, yeah, no, we're we're good, we're good, dude. You no need to check up on us anymore, yeah. you know. But we're just kind of following this protocol, and I think sometimes it's a little annoying for people. And mm. I think they they have switched it up because even their uniforms have changed. It's like a lot more casual now. Um, but yeah, I learned like just all this shit from working at CPK, and and to be honestly, I think I owe a lot of um my broader like food experience to working at CPK because like up until that point I think it was like Thai food and then but I hadn't really experienced any like not that CPK is fine dining but yeah. finer dining
2: for sure it's, it's it's not like an Applebee's or something you yeah know yeah I mean?
3: it's I think it's a little little step above Applebee's and like TGI Fridays you know what I'm saying because they got like their wine they got their mm-hmm. like there's a there's a whole like you know um, I think it's a little fancier, and it it opened my taste buds up to a lot of shit. I, like I had never had fucking hummus before, and I had never had like I don't know, um, like uh, just like mm. not tap water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still fuck with tap water, <laughs> but. <clears throat> I learned different things about different pastas and and how to pair wine. I never knew about that shit before. Like I never knew, like oh, reds go with beef and white wines go with like fish and chicken. Like I never knew any of that shit until yeah. I started training at CBK.
2: See, I'm, it's all these little life experiences, man. You know what I always tell people too, like because I, you know, I actually own food businesses, so. Like, one of the things that people always forget is that, you know, when people can eat food, hey, we could fucking eat food at our house. Yeah. Like, service is everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's an experience. Nobody wants to fucking go. It's like, yeah, like Subway. Right? right. I, I can make a sandwich at home, but I don't want to. So, but if I go to Subway and they treat me like shit, it's like. Who the fuck cares if it's a $5 sandwich or not? I'm not right. going to fucking eat here. <laughs> right. Like, the food is so much about service. I know restaurants that are arguably fucking terrible. Like, the food doesn't taste good. But because the service is so good, people still always come back. And you could even, like, change the perception of the food just based on who the <laughs> server is. Right.
3: I mean, it all depends on your experience. right? Like, we've said before, when I'm going to a little, like, little mom and pop Asian spot, I don't give a fuck about you telling me about your specials of the day. I don't need you to smile in my face. I don't need you to make jokes. But when I'm going to, like, even, like, a CPK, yeah, like... I like what my server is. Gives me good service. Tells me about the menu. Is knowledgeable about the menu. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm going to a a bougie restaurant, man, it's great if someone can fucking tell me about all the ingredients in the fucking, like, in the sauce of the fish or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah,
2: the bougie restaurants is definitely for the experience, right? Just because of the price point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the food is really good, but... If you took away the the service experience and then you reduced the price by half, I would take that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's facts. There's this old and Living color skit that used to crack me up because Jim Carrey was playing like a French waiter and <laughs> and his fake French is just so dumb because they're like, what's what's the special today? He's like, oh, mademoiselle, today we have, today's special is so good. It's a, and he goes with a little on the side. <laughs>
2: Dude, that reminds me, I wonder if the Kim Peel sketch is based off of that too. Did you see that Kim Peel sketch? No. So it's, it's the dumbest thing. It's basically um Jordan Peel is taking out this girl uh to date on a uh it was Jordan or the other way around. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to impress her saying that he knows a little French, but he doesn't know that she actually speaks French. Uh. And so she just starts the the fucking waiter comes through. And he's like, oh, would you like this with a little bit of sauce? And he starts speaking French. Mm. And this will start sweating <laughs> his ass off. And then it gets to a point where he just freaks the fuck out. He just goes, he goes, can I get a little... So <laughs> <laughs> he starts mumbling it. He just gets up off the table and leaves.
3: Their shit is so great. Yeah. Have you seen <laughs> their Gordon Ramsay... Um...
2: Oh my God, dude.
3: <laughs> where he's like, this food makes me want to... Kill myself, dramatic
2: music, because I've never had anything this good before. <laughs> I think he's going over it. <laughs> So good. Before, I died from eating such <laughs> shitty food in one of the best places I've ever had food yeah. in my life. In heaven. Because it was so good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the uh, best. Uh, good stuff. I, um, you know, I, Bougie Restaurants is like, It's kind of what I miss most about pre-pandemic. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, That was my shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because I got it to a point where I'm like, fuck going out, partying. If I can just go somewhere with a couple friends, nice ambiance, some fucking bomb expensive food. That's my shit, you know? And literally, like, before she was pregnant, before pandemic, that's all we used to do. I'm
2: like, yo, I found a new restaurant I wanna try out. Let's go. Do you realize too, because of pandemic, I realized that the only time I like eating out at a restaurant is if the company is right. Mm. Cause if I'm just hungry, I'm just gonna eat something at home, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause yeah. I'm not gonna I don't wanna because if you're hungry, if you wanna eat something, you can make it in like five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But at a restaurant, you have to get seated, it's like a whole it's gonna three three, four hour experience. Mm-hmm. So at that point it's like, I'm just gonna eat at home. And because of pandemic, now I just eat at home mainly. Yeah. Cause like that experience is now gone. I had my first experience like that in like
3: two years because um you know la i mean la is getting a little crazy again now but it got a little better before i got crazy and at the end of the year i told nikki blades and ricky shucks of the no chaser podcast i'm like hey i want to take y'all to like nice dinner just end the year we've been doing this shit for over two years now you know and um i went to uh actually really good restaurant it's like it's it's become more like it's become one of these trendy Hollywood spots, like that, like girls like to take Instagram pictures at and shit. But the food is actually still fire. Um, uh, uh, Katana in West Hollywood. Mm. Um, you ever been? No. It's a uh, it's like a Japanese uh, steakhouse, but it's like you know a little uh, Hollywood. That'd be so funny if it wasn't Japanese. You no. Know, oh, it is. Okay. Oh, and it's called Katana. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, it's named Katana. after Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> they just have <laughs> severed heads on the table. <laughs> but it's it's bomb. Um and we went and it was so nice to just fucking like sit with like you know like the fucking bougie like vibes and have like an expensive drink and have like just order a bunch of shit and just have that experience
2: again one of my favorite wine experiences when they had the, their sommelier come out mm. and this motherfucker was like he started going he's like okay so we have this right here we have this reason it's a little more minerally it has a little back forward like the, the bubbles <laughs> kind of hit your top I was like hey bro I don't know what the fuck you're saying, so <laughs> what do you think will be fire with this dish, right? He goes, okay, thank God, all right. So <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he was like, cool, just get this one and this one. It was like, how much you want to spend? I'm like, oh. that's what He was like, yeah, it's just, you know, some people like that experience. He goes, but... Honestly, they don't know what I'm talking about. No, I, like, yeah. I, exa- I love it too. I zone out, yeah. but I just
3: go, I, you know, I honestly, I, I listen to the whole spiel, and then I, I hang on to one, whatever word I can catch, I'll be like, so he's giving me a whole spiel about like all these fucking white wines and how they pair with what, and I'll be like, and I'll be like, I heard peach. <laughs>
2: I was just saying that
3: in my head. <laughs> I, was like, I heard peach and I heard Sonoma. I was like, I think I know where that is and I know what a peach tastes like. Give me that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like. like, it tastes like pear pear! Yes. <laughs> Give me that one. It's like it'll be like hints of this and bark and or like and
2: whatever. I'm like Have you have you seen um or or watched uh like someone like documentaries? No. So they have these descriptors for these wines, right? And it's not actually describing what's in the wine. Mm. It's what Smells, tastes, or mm. senses like. Hmm. So when somebody says so, I, there's like um, a, a descriptor that a lot of people use for like cabs or something. It's like uh, a fresh cut garden hose. What? Because it has like, or like a merlot will have like a rubbery type of like. It's basically the taste of the barrel. So really? it tastes like oaky or woody, and it has the scent of a fresh cut garden hose. And That's
3: literally what they say. Yes,
2: they're like it tastes. It tastes like loamy dirt on a hot summer's day and a fresh cut garden hose what? and i'm like who the fuck wants to fucking drink that dude huh. yeah but those are the descriptions that they use so it's not exactly what's in the wine it's what it reminds them of
3: so next time i go to sommelier i'm gonna open the shit i'll be like where the hose at yeah. <laughs> sir <laughs> they're like you
2: talking about the wine or you talking about the bitches
3: <laughs> ah man that's so crazy we should wine is one of the things that um we I should bring a sommelier here. Oh, 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 yeah, have them walk us
2: through everything. Mm-hmm. And we can make fun of them. Yes, because I still, I, I wine is one of those things, I will never be able to tell the difference, I don't think. I can only, like, I know what I like, right? So I started drinking a lot of wine during pandemic, mm-hmm. but I still don't understand 99.9% of what they're talking yeah. about. But I do know now, like, if if somebody gave me a wine, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, this is, pro- th- like, this is a Merlot, yeah. this is a Cab, and this is a Syrah. Only because of how much I I drank it over time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like, this Merlot is so much better than this Merlot. Yeah,
3: if you told me that one was cheap and one was super expensive, I, I would not be able to tell the difference.
2: Yeah, so, like, the descriptors that I like for for sp- specific reds and the reason why I like Syrah is because they taste a little spicier with berries. And I mm-hmm. understand what they mean by that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is probably might be a Syrah or something mm-hmm. like that. And as a wine person is listening to this, they're like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Why don't you come on this podcast and see what's up? Yeah, bitch. I had a um, a, uh, I don't know if you call him a sommelier, but I had a
3: tequila guy one time uh, break it down the way he, like, it was literally like a flight of, like, tequilas. It was
2: Luis. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, uh, it was the guy that, that shouted gay ass people at the locker <laughs> yeah. room. Changed and turned his <laughs> life around. Uh, <laughs> this guy, like, walked me through and, like, broke it down. Oh, these are distilled like this, and it would bring out hints of this and that. And I was like, oh, wow, this is like... And tequila, I feel, I mean... You know you know what I've been hearing, bro? I saw a TikTok someone sent me the other day. Because, you know, we love our clase Azul. And to me, and I don't, I don't give a fuck what y'all tell me, I still... I, I I really do enjoy the taste of Classy Azul. I it's think good. I think it's clean. I think it tastes good. I think I like the little bit of sweetness. But there have been people saying that Classy Azul, if you ask a real tequila buff, they'll say it's actually cheap tequila that they can only mark up. They only mark it up because of the fancy bottle. And like, um, it's actually like the sweeteners they add that's just like it's just kind of tricking you to think it's like quality shit, you know? And I'm like, Oh, well, that might be true, but I still like it. I still like it.
2: <laughs> I like uh, freaking um, my favorite one right now. It's, it's, it's Herradura. Herradura is my favorite. Mm. I, I think it's delicious. And it's actually pretty affordable. Like a decent bottle it's like 40 bucks. Mm. And you just have the time of your fucking life, man. I can't believe that I've brainwashed myself
3: into liking mezcal.
2: <laughs> there is is one bottle of mezcal that I really like. It's my buddy Pat gave it to me. Mm. And it's like a pretty inexpensive bottle too because it's not... Overly smoky. Like this is a mezcal you could just drink I'll bring it next time. Okay. And we'll have it. I uh I you know, here's the thing, right? You talk about fresh cut garden hose.
3: <laughs> the you mezcal. T- you're talking <laughs> about throw the garden hose in a fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's a mezcal, dog. Like I, I bought yeah. I bought a shot for a homegirl one time and I was like, I don't know if you fuck with this, but I'm gonna get some. Uh it's like it's it's tequila, I guess, but it tastes like burnt rubber and I don't know if you're gonna she's like man fuck it let's do it and <laughs> she took that shot and it fucked her up like like she was ready like she looked like she was gonna puke and pass out oh off my one God. shot she was like oh no she was like oh no I was not expecting that like that I'm like I told you man and here try some malort try some fucking malort I'm, I think I'm gonna bring the rest of my malort next time <laughs> and like so I, and we were having this mezcal and I'm like and you know and of course I'm used to having it, you know, mixed in with shit that kind of compliments it. But the other day, dog, I was watching this this movie, that new that new movie that came out with The Rock and like Ryan Reynolds and uh sexy ass gal. Oh dogs. that
2: terrible, terrible
3: movie? You know what? It's 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 not bad. I actually it's a fun laugh. Uh have you watched it
2: I hated it did you not like it it was just it was just a movie where it was just like we have all celebrities and that's it It that's that's all they had
3: my, my complaint would be the dialogue felt it definitely got lazy and I'm not a picky person when it comes to action fun movies but there was a while I'm like
2: Really? That's what y'all decided to write for that scene? And they're all like good actors. So I was like, you all could have done better than this. Come on.
3: And, and it got a little too Ryan Reynoldsy for me. Yeah. It got to a point where I'm like, dog, do you need to say a joke after
2: every sentence? I was like, am I watching Deadpool?
3: Yes, exactly. It was just, it was a little too much. I feel like even Deadpool doesn't give him that many jokes, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, there's one scene where, if you remember. Um, when they break into, spoiler alert, when they, in, no, this is in the beginning. Oh, and where they, nobody they, cares. Where yeah, the Rock pours a little bit of Ryan Reynolds liquor. And I'm like, that looks like a mezcal. And I'm like, and I saw him, I was like, I'm in the mood for a fucking burnt rubber drink right now. And like, I went and took some of my mescal and poured a little drink. And I was sipping that shit while watching the movie. And I'm like, why do I like this? <laughs> you got brainwashed. Dude. I brainwashed myself. But I, I have this theory, dog. And I I guess it's true about any liquor, right? Cause like, who actually tries liquor or beer? I used to say it was about beer. Like, cause who tries beer for the first time? And it's like,
2: wow. Yeah, you know, that's that's actually big facts, right? Because I, I years ago when I first started YouTube, mm-hmm. I actually did a whole ass vlog ranting mm-hmm. about how fucking liquor tastes like trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it I don't understand, right? Mm-hmm. And this is somebody who drank a lot. I started drinking when I was 14, but right. I only did it because of peer pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some somewhere along the way, I specifically remember this. Mm-hmm. I was having Korean barbecue and I was like, all right, just give me this fucking beer with it. Yeah. And I drank it and I'm like,
0: hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was man. Like,
2: why does this taste? This look good to me right like now. Like beer, is gross. Yeah,
3: but then like, and my theory is that um, because beer is so cheap and accessible, um, you condition yourself to like it because it's the easiest way to get drunk with your friends. It's mm. like a social thing. You know what I'm mm. saying? You go from being like, like
2: ugh. ugh, beer, to being like, yo, where the fucking beer's at? You know, it, I also thought about it too. It's just like as you get older, like. You know we've eaten so much different foods. It's is it's good to have food that has different experiences, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they're like, well, it's not sweet. It's like, yeah, well, if you want to eat candy all day, then yeah, yeah. But then like you know, you'll have different beers. It'll taste like citrus. It'll taste like this, this, and that. Right. And it's like a different type of food experience. So when I drink beer now and I'm having it with a meal, I rarely ever drink like a whole big thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'll split a beer with mariel Mm -hmm. and then we'll taste it and like oh this is good then we'll try a different one Mm. so now it's not so much like oh i only want to taste sugar i only want to taste this i want to taste all these different things so it's 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 weird it's different also my mom said is like you you like beer now because as you get older life gets bitter, so it matches with your lifestyle fire bars to my mom's a rapper bro
3: (laughs) (laughs) i mean that is facts i mean as you get older right it's like things just get too sweet and it's like the shit where you were like oh yeah i could eat a fucking milkshake covered in sour gummy bears yeah <laughs> then you're like you see it and you're like oh
2: no thank you
3: and i you. never thought i would be one of those guys that's like after a long day i
2: could go for a beer but god damn it sometimes that's the mood dude crispy ass fucking beer on a cold hot ass day fucking fire isn't that crazy damn well, guys, that wraps up this episode of Dudes Behind the Foods Saleh.
3: Thanks for watching. Maybe we can all just, you know, grab a beer one day, guys. Just kidding. We don't actually want to do that because we don't know you. <laughs> but thank you for watching and supporting and liking five stars and thumbs up and all that. Um, this has been Dudes Behind the Foods. I'm Tim Chantarangsu. And I'm David So. <laughs> Bye.